Hello and welcome back to the fifth episode of the Most Traveled Podcast. As always, I'm Joe Altaffer, back again with my dad, Bill Altaffer. And today we we're going to talk about a little bit of an abbreviation you came up with. Well, what is that? B-I-O-T. And what does that stand for? It's a very coveted travel location in the Indian Ocean that's very difficult to get to, and it's British Indian Ocean Territory. Okay, so where exactly is this? It's in the middle of the Indian Ocean between, say, Africa and India. It's also known as the Chagos Archipelago. Oh, okay. So when did you go there? Uh, I went there about 1999, somewhere in there. Okay, so, so what sparked your interest of going to BIOT? Well, the year before... Uh, I was with a uh, group of TCC, Traveler Century Club members, and uh, actually we were in Baghdad, and we were planning the trip for a year after, and uh, some of the people in the club had connections with the Admiralty in London that is in charge of all the naval uh, affairs for Great Britain, and so we were getting permission from them so we'd be allowed to go to those islands. Okay. So how did you make it out there? Well, in connection with that, there was a uh, expat Brit who owned a ship that was uh, home-based in Mahi in the Seychelles Islands. And it was a ship that he had been using for uh, scuba diving. It was all fitted for scuba diving. And it was actually formerly a ship that uh, went across the North Sea from Scotland to uh, Holland. And that's a very, very rough sea up there. So the ship was uh, retrofitted, even though it was already a pretty stout ship. And uh, I guess it sailed all the way out there to the Indian Ocean. And this expat bought it for this scuba diving business that he had. And then our group contacted him and chartered the boat. Okay. So who went with you on the trip? There were about 10 uh, members of the Traveler's Century Club. Okay, so, uh, you know, not too many people. People that there. I knew before from various trips. Gotcha, but, gotcha. So, so kind of, when was it planned and how was this planned, this entire trip? Well, it's been planned for, you know, 10 years before that. It's been on our list that we had as uh, Traveler's Century Club members. We have a, a list of countries, territories, disputed areas, colonies, islands, etc. And BIOT was a very coveted place to, uh, to visit and uh, see what's there. Gotcha. So tell me a little bit more about your, your trip and kind of BIOT as a whole. Well, we uh, met in the Seychelles. Uh, I showed up about three or four days before the trip because Seychelles are great anyway. Spent and a few nights there. Absolutely. And then we, we met uh, down at the dock, and there was the ship. And uh, I think we were supposed to have 12 people go with us. These two ladies who were members of the club uh, hadn't really researched the vessel, and they came down to the boat as we're getting on it, and they looked at it, and they said, no way. Okay. They're not getting on that boat. It was too... They already prepaid or... Yeah. Wow. So what's cool about that is I ended up with my own private room. Oh, okay. 
So you're gonna share one, and now you got one. Now I got one. Wow. And these these two ladies, uh, they were from New York City, and they just really this wasn't what they it wasn't their cup of tea, and, and they did mind blowing off a lot of dinero. Okay, teaches their own, I guess. <laughs> So that would, well, I have to admit, when the ship pulled out of the harbor, I was standing uh, next to a, another major world traveler from St. Louis, Gig Gwen. He owns a travel agency, Gwen Travel, St. Louis. And we're standing on the deck, and the water from the ocean came over our feet. And I was thinking, really, it felt like a submarine was going out into the into the harbor. But uh, it was a good ship. It, it was a good ship. So was this trip kind of did it go the way you envisioned it to be yeah for the most well yes and no uh, what happened was it took us about four and a half days to get into the island group of the chagos archipelago and uh we uh stopped at two different islands and uh there would be a few sailboats in the uh, lagoon of these islands and people are allowed to step on the island but they can't spend the night. So these people that are traveling around the world in 30-foot yachts, they would return to their ships or their boats at night as long as they, they weren't allowed to stay on the, uh, on the islands. There's, there's about seven islands and about 1,000 atolls in the Chagos group. The most famous one is Diego Garcia, which is a joint British-American military base. Gotcha. Okay, so what was something that was pretty unexpected that you saw? Well, we got arrested. Really? Yeah, yeah for real. And so um, the um, this military base has about 3,000 military on it, Americans and Brits. And what we understand, it's where we keep some nuclear weapons that we might use, say, in the... Uh, uh, Arabian territory, and so it's a strategic location. So uh, it's highly off limits. The Chagos people that were there around 1960 were uh, kicked off the island by the British, mm -hmm. and then the island was leased to the United States. Britain has soldiers there too, and they, they took these people, these natives, there were probably about 300 of them, and they moved them mostly uh, to Mauritius. Okay. Some to the Seychelles, but the island of Mauritius. And uh, so, how'd you get arrested? We uh, made these two landings. Uh, I'd walked around on the island, and um, this is before we got arrested. So, it was important that we made our landings because uh, mm -hmm. that's the point of going there. So, I'll just tell you a few little incidents before the helicopters came with the guns. Uh, we're on this one island, and we're walking around, and I saw a colonial house that was abandoned, and that had belonged to the previous people that lived on that island. It was pretty, you know, neat to see a colonial house there. And then there was sure. a well in the background, in the backyard, and this man and his girlfriend, they happened to be French, were washing their clothes in the well. And... Uh, to show you how everything is relative, he spoke English and I was talking to him. He was one of those who had one of these sailboats that was in the lagoon. Yeah. And I was he was going around the world. This was his 20th year of at, his trip. At sea? Yes. Wow. 
Yeah. So I, the most I've ever traveled without returning to the United States was a year. So this guy, he did me. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. 20. You think you think you got something going there, and you're like, really? You know, there were times that he went back to France and stuff, but the boat, it was taking him 20 years to go around the uh, the earth. Wow. Uh, he must have some crazy stories, I bet. Yeah, he would have. Didn't spend enough time with him. So then, as time went on during that day, made our landings, and I got our pictures, and had our club flag and all that. And then, all of a sudden, above our ship, we went back to the ship, where these helicopters make circling and there were these guys in scuba diving wetsuits with automatic machine guns leaning out of the helicopter and you know as the helicopter banked you could uh-huh. see them uh you know pointing their guns not at us but in our direction okay and they circled and circled and then this giant fisheries metal boat about 250 feet long it was red, painted in red, very impressive. It pulled up right next to our ship, and they came over, and they arrested us. Okay. Tell me more. For being in the waters there. And we immediately got out our ID that we got from London that said we had the right to be there, but they weren't buying. And they <laughs> thought we were, first of all, they thought we were fishing. Yeah. And so they tore through the ship looking for fish. They didn't find anything there. They were basically pissed off, and this one guy was. So uh, people on the ship started handing him beers, and he started drinking. And so he says, you know, uh, they called off the helicopters. They went back. I assume they came from Diego Garcia. And uh, the guy listened to our story, and uh, basically Brown Sunset he let us go, <laughs> but he, he followed us for two days out of that area. To make sure you weren't doing anything. Yeah, okay. to make sure we were gone there. And uh, <laughs> So that's your, that's how you got arrested in BIOT, right? Yeah, now some of the people in our group <clears throat> who want to see more and more and more, we knew we couldn't get into Diego Garcia, major military base, but the story was if they had completed the arrest – they would have impounded the ship and they would have taken the ship to Diego where they would have destroyed it. Mm. So how we would get home from there, we don't know. No clue. We didn't really care because we this way we could see what Diego Garcia looked was, like. Oh, okay. Half of us. Yeah. And the other side of, we're thinking this poor British man, he would lose his ship because they'd destroy it. Yeah, his whole life. Yeah. Dream. Well. That's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty sad. So um, that was our trip to Diego Garcia, and um, it was it was it's, it's a hard place to get to. Some people go now. I saw some people the other day on the internet. They just got there. They went from Indonesia or India. They went from the east. We we went. We came from the west. So, what are the most like logistically difficult aspects to traveling to this area? Well, if you don't have the papers, you're going to get arrested. And they didn't even like the papers that we had. So it's not a very tourist-friendly place. There's no, there's tourists don't exist there. Okay. You know, but uh, when we got back, it, it, it was a, it was a hard trip. Um, some people didn't get along with each other on the ship, and they left their rooms, and some of them were sleeping uh, in the dining room on the, on the uh, 
it was that bad. Seats. Yeah, wow. and so when the ship, this is so amazing, when we landed in Mahi on the return, and these are old people, older than me at the time, uh-huh. they ran as they went off the, <laughs> the ship and down the game in different directions. Some went to the left, someone, I mean, they had had, we had had enough of each other. So how long was this trip again? Two weeks. Wow, so only two weeks and they couldn't see each other. It, 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 it was a small boat. It. Yeah, there were there, oh, were, okay. there were political arguments and all kinds of it, stuff. It was so, pretty cramped in there? Yeah, it was cramped and stuff ah. like that. I mean, I had a good time. The food was fine. So your other word of advice is travel with uh, some people you might get along with maybe. Well. Can't so always that, choose all the time, but try to. Well, I think so. <laughs> Unfortunately, this ship was called the Indian Ocean Explorer. Uh-huh. Beautiful ship. And it was probably three or four years after this trip, the Somali pirates oh captured it. And they <laughs> held him, the, the captain who the owned British it. The British captain? Yeah, and oh, he's wow. supposed to come up with like two million bucks, and he didn't, so they burned it. Well, who would they contact like the british government or what something like that wow he didn't have the money he so barely he just burned his boat destroyed his boat <laughs> so i have no oh idea where gosh. he lives now or what happened Gee. or what about the insurance it was a beautiful boat it really <laughs> oh, was man. and it was his life he loved that boat he had about five crew working uh you know some in the bridge some wow. in the dining room and um he probably would have preferred they take his hand than burn his boat right well, at least they didn't cut his throat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's the Indian wow. Ocean Explorer, and I think you could probably Google it and see what it used to look like. Wow. So would you suggest that people go visit that place today? or? Oh, no. It's okay. not for everybody. It's for people who have visited every legitimate country, and they want to keep going further and visit islands you know, okay. that they haven't been to and stuff. And, uh, so to segue off from your travels in the BIOT region, uh, with the new COVID vaccine coming out, what are what are you thinking about traveling for 2021 for people? I, I've been hearing that a lot of, you know, mainly elderly people are pretty, you know, excited. What are your thoughts on the whole I think we have to look at the next couple of months to make a determination. I'm pretty much canceled my May uh, trip, uh, which is in Central Europe to Slovakia. But we'll see. You know, th- things may change. But I've told people that it's 90% it won't happen. But, uh, you know, I think uh, I have another trip planned in September, Ethiopia. I think that'll go. And it's, you know, eventually it'll get back to normal. But I'm, I'm not in a big hurry to get out there. I don't want to go to places where everyone's wearing a mask. Uh, I've got a friend just going to the Ukraine tomorrow. And he's gonna, he hasn't flown for a year like I haven't. And he's going to tell me what it's like when he gets back. You know, with, with the airport and the plane and all that sort of like. But, you know, I'm not excited to travel yet. It's not time yet. Gotcha. And it looks like we're going to leave it at that for the end of the 5th episode of the most traveled podcast as always if you have any questions you want to ask us feel free to comment through facebook or email and maybe we can get some more questions and try to focus on maybe some things that you all want to hear so thanks as always for tuning in and hope you can join us next week